Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Live Inspire. Here's your host, Laura Smith. So good to be with you all. Thank you so much for tuning into The Way Home. I'm excited to have somebody on today that actually, believe it or not, um, lives here in northern Indiana in, a, in our small city of Elkhart, but is a world champion pizza builder and originally from Calabria, Italy as a child, emigrated here and has been in the business of creating pizza and his restaurant Antonio's for almost 43 years, um, if you put it all together. And we're going to talk today about what it takes to make the world's best pizza. Imagine, imagine with all of them in the world um, coming out on top like that. Paul Cataldo is here and he's going to give us some hints about what makes uh, pizza special. And and boy, you really find out that it's not only just an art, but there's a little bit of science involved as well. We are brought to you by Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies and a Capsule and the Whole Health System. Balance of Nature is nothing but produce that is uh, concentrated to the, well, there's actually 30, a variety of 31 with both the fruits and the vegetables, and they have found a way to get the water out, but leave the nutrition in. It's good nutrition and good healthy habits. So you put that together, you've got Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. You can't find it in a store. You have to order it either online or over the phone. So you go to balanceofnature.com, Balance of Nature. Dot com. Make sure you put my name in the promo code, Laura. That way they know you heard it here on the way home with Laura Smith. And Laura is spelled L-A-U-R-A. Make sure when you go to balanceofnature.com, you put Laura into the promo code. Likewise, if you call them over the phone and speak to a person to order the fruits and veggies, you put my name in the promo code. Tell them it's uh, Laura that you want to because you will get 35% off your first preferred order. You will get free shipping for good when you do that. So make sure when you go to Balance of Nature or whether you call them on the phone, you put Laura into the promo code and I'll give you that phone number. It's so easy to remember. You can almost memorize it and say it in your sleep. 800-2468-751. 800-2468-751. And of course, Laura into the promo code. When we come back, Paul Cataldo of a restaurant here in Northern Indiana called Antonio's. Don't go away. You're listening to The Way Home. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I would venture to say that if there was one topic that most people would be able to agree upon, it would probably be that of pizza. And what do I mean by that? Well, pizza is pretty universal. I have lived all over the world and I have eaten pizza from so many different countries. It's not even funny, but it's just a universally loved food. And I think that uh, it's a way to bring people together. And a lot of times the Italians really know how to do it. I would venture to say maybe more than anyone else, but I just, I'm so enamored with this restaurant where I live now. It's been a great find for me, but a huge, huge staple here in Elkhart, Indiana in Northern Indiana because of the family that has run it. And the man who has gone on to win international prizes in the art of pizza making. His name is Paul Cataldo. The name of his restaurant is Antonio's. And boy, I cannot wait 
to sink my teeth into this one today. Paul, thank you so much for joining The Way Home. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, I you are so beloved in these here parts of northern Indiana, but uh, I did see recently that you just got back from Las Vegas where you just won another slew. I think that's a, a word, an <laughs> no. actual slew of awards. No, if- well, you know, we did well. Um, we did well this year. Um, we we won the uh, Mid-America um, Championship, uh, number one in Mid-America. This is our third year in a row winning the same the same title uh it's in this year was in the non-traditional last year it was in the non-traditional the year before it was a traditional where then i in 2019 i won the uh, world championship there in the traditional uh, division um so, so when I, you I, say I, world do you mean you won yeah, it's the an number inter, it's one an international competition the uh the international pizza expo so people from all over the world come and compete um it, last year it was a little flat with uh, overseas people, obviously because of COVID, people weren't traveling. Um, this year, we had a lot more people from Italy, um, so it was well represented. Uh, there was, I think, ninety people in my division, um, so it was it was it was a good show, and the, the competition was really really tough. I got fourth in the world overall this year in that division, um, but last three years in a row, we've taken number one in Mid America. I mean, that is really. So incredible <laughs> to think about that with the, the level of competition. It's like it must be like the Olympics for pizza. It, it is. And it's, you know, it's it's um, every, we make pizzas all day long. Um, you know, we don't even think about it. But then you just have to make one pizza. But that one pizza defines you and your establishment sometimes. And it all is based on who's going to eat it, who's going to taste it. Um, what do they like? What don't they like? Um are they going to like my ingredients? Are they going to like the combination? Are they going to like the crust? Is it the oven that I'm used to cooking in? Um, you know, the, the, the hydration level is different in Las Vegas than it is in Indiana because it's so much drier there. So you have to add a little more water. So there's a lot of, a lot of sometimes uh, external things that you have to bring in to make your, your product come out the same way that you do every day in your own pizzeria. Because you're really comfortable working in your own oven, your own kitchen. But you take it, you take yourself and your and your ingredients and put them in a different element, in a different state with different comp- uh, competitions. And people are just staring at you doing everything. You're kind of underneath the microscope. It's a little bit, you know, I, it's getting easier and easier. The more I do it, the more fun it is. And um, but we have a lot of fun with it. It's great for um, just seeing where you stack up with the rest of the world sometimes. How does how your pizza compare? What are other people doing? Um, what's the flavor profile of other people? You know, is it the crust? Is it the sauce? Is it the toppings? What What's going to set your pizza apart? Um, and most of the time, it comes down to sauce and crust. And I think that's what won it for me a couple of years ago. Sauce and crust. That's from a world champion. It's all in the sauce and the crust. Well, you have, I think, maybe a little bit of a leg of being that you were born in Calabria. Yes. Um, yes. And you grew up and you worked in the family restaurant. Correct. Right, so and Yeah. 43 I, I, years ago, you started doing yes, this. Yes. Since I was 15 years old. So um, now I brought my family into this business, too. My kids are all working here. I tell everybody, I have six kids. They're all boys except for five of them. <laughs> <laughs> but That's incredible. These, girls, these girls have saved my life. Um, they are just workers, workers, workers. Um, my youngest is now 15, 
and she runs my pasta line with along with my oldest that just came back to the restaurant she she left uh to follow a dance career and then came back um last june and so she's helping out the family business tremendously my 17 year old which will be 18 next year and she's going to compete in las vegas she's running the pizza line my 19 year old that won the championship last year and was 0.034 points out of first place in the world um oh. she's in college but she's kind of like my, my superstar uh, my my 25 year old um was my my pasta star but she's now married, <laughs> so she's moving on to bigger and better things. And my my only son, he's in the military, and so he's doing he's doing big big things with that. But it's a family run um, operation. Uh, my kids are all here right now. I, um, my my fifteen year old is opening the pasta line. My my seventeen year old is opening the pizza line. Actually, training a twenty two year old tonight, uh, which is great because we are really struggling with help. Um, but they're, they're into it and they know every aspect of this business and they understand what it takes to create a product. It's not just being able to, to make a pizza. It's about being able to run a business as well. And it's right. not just the food. It's, it's everything that goes along with it. And we all know that we need a, we need a, a supporting, uh, cast to, to be able to put on a show or put out a pizza or, uh, do whatever we do. So it's not just one person that does everything. It's great that I get to go and, and travel and, and compete, but I bring that success back to the restaurant, and and the restaurant you know, immediately explodes, you know, with the publicity, and it does, and everyone does better. But it's a lot of pressure then on the children as well. Uh, and like I said, fifteen to, to thirty, um, it, they are they are the the core of my business. Uh, Which you're fortunate that you had a bevy of of all these children because. Really, so many restaurants because oh, of the pandemic, right, Paul? They they it's unbelievable. It, they barely stayed afloat, and if they did, they're they're still struggling a little bit, as you said, because they're not getting help. You have some, you know, inside help, which is a great thing for you, and great for Antonio's. I go there, and no matter what, it's busy, it's bustling, and it's amazing. You know, I just uh, one of the. I'll never forget the night that it was fairly recently when Brian Kilmeade of uh, Fox News, he right. came to Elkhart to have a program with Casey Hendrickson, who's on this radio station also out here, not on my Connecticut station. But uh, you hosted the event, the party afterwards. And I have to tell you, other than being in Rome and certain places around the world, I have not tasted food that good in so very long. And the oh, pizza... You. I know you're not supposed to give recipes. However, my professor in college used to say, never be afraid when someone asks your recipe because he said no one will be able to replicate it because cooking is an art and no one is going to be the same, no matter whether you have the same recipe in front of you or not. So you did something with this pizza that night. And for the life of me, I'm still trying to figure it out. Was there honey on it? Um, Well, we had uh, the last one that my daughter won with it's called the the calabrese. So it's um, it's our uh, forty eight hour cold fermentation dough, uh, and the sauce we put on there is a we call it a pomodoro sauce, which is tomato sauce that we use for our pasta sauce. Um, so if you come in and order a linguine with pomodoro sauce, that's what you're going to get. So we put that on top of the pizza, and then we use um, a hot honey sausage, and okay. we 
we take and we infuse um, honey into our, uh, we'll call it our jumped up uh, regular pizza sausage that we add more spices to. Then when it comes out, uh, we put these calabrese peppers on it. They're, they're um, like a big, big chili pepper. And we infuse honey with the oil that, that comes out of that's, the uh, peppers. And we, we drizzle that on top. So, yeah, it's kind of a hot honey. It, that's what I was going to say also. I remember the, the sweetness of the honey and the, and the kick from the pepper. And I am telling you, it was like dying and going to heaven. I just I, I couldn't stop eating it. It was so well, beautiful. It. It, it was absolutely amazing. The whole thing, everything you made that night was incredible. One dish to the next, to the next, to the next. I... I grew up for a lot of my life in Brazil and they had, you know, there are a lot of Italians in Brazil. And so there were some wonderful, wonderful restaurants growing up as a kid. And I always felt, but it's so interesting to me because the pizza I've had in Italy, as opposed to the pizza that I had in Brazil. And then for the last four decades of living in Manhattan, New York, you know, they're different. And no matter where you go, the pizza tastes different one from the other. And then of course here into the Midwest, it's a whole different ball game as well. Absolutely. It's, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm wondering why. So there are so many different styles, the thickness of the crust, the amount of cheese versus sauce in different cut. Like in Brazil, there was like no, no sauce. It was mostly cheese. Really? Yeah. And in, but in New York, you know, I don't know if you know, New, you, you go into a, a, a little joint in New sure. York city anywhere. And you get it. It used to be a dollar a slice. slice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's dripping with this kind of orange colored oil and, yes. and yeah, so, but it's very thin. And I right. love that. I love that. But yeah, yeah, so so, I think ours, our style is, is similar to that. It's a cross between a Chicago and a, and a New York style. And it's something that we've developed over the years. We've been doing it for 42 years. So it, uh, we seem to, um, attract New Yorkers as well say, Oh, this is as close as I can get to a New York style pizza um, without saying it's a New York style pizza. Um, we'll, we'll call it our style. But this year we, we even did something different. Um, and, and it is about the crust. And we went with a, it, in the non-traditional, you can do whatever you want. And we, we competed with a pinza P I N S A. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a pinza crust and it's an ancient grains that, that um, are grown and formulated in Rome. They're non-GMO modified. It's a blend of soy rice, wheat, and sourdough. It's a 72-hour cold fermentation. Um, it is so much healthier for you and so much lighter. Um, and when I can, when I when I made it, I made it in a Roman style, so it's kind of a long. I don't know if you saw the picture. Yes, uh, a Roman style. So it wasn't a typical pinza because pinza is more oval, but it's the pinza crust. I just made it in, in more of a Roman shape, so it's long and wide, and it looked really thick, but it was so airy and so light. I thought the the, the dough just killed it. Um, but because people now, and especially in Italy, I think since you know you've traveled all over, that that people want digestibility people want to eat a piece of pizza and not feel guilty about it um and in italy when i go to the competitions in italy it's all about digestibility is this going to leave a a ton of you know dough at the bottom of my gut and sometimes you would get you know eat pizza that are it's undercooked uh maybe it's not um developed properly um maybe people just don't know any better maybe it's frozen dough i don't know um there's a lot of reasons but um maybe it's got a gum line 
Um, and so, so it makes you feel heavy and like, ugh. so we, during pre COVID, I started researching this pizza and ironically, uh, the distributor was in, in Wisconsin. Um, and he actually called me cause I sent an email message and he called me up and then, you know, COVID hit, we kind of put it on the back burner. And then, uh, after COVID, uh, came back, one of my friends actually started working for this band. Uh, it's called Pinza Romana America. And, um, he came down and he, we made dough together. We spent the whole day together. He showed me the ins and the outs and the do's and the don'ts and the, and the why's. And it really blew my mind. Um, so we've been serving it for a while. And I said, well, I think I found a dough that I'm competing with this year. Uh, and that's what I did. And so for people that have never had pinza, it's, it's all over Rome. It's a Roman staple. Uh, it, it predates pizza. So uh, people can look up pinza versus pizza for like the nutritional value and be very surprised how uh, it's half the calories. No carbohydrates um i think i've got the sugars here it's 50 percent less um in, in sugar no cholesterol no uh, saturated fats like 92 percent less uh the water content is high it's an eight percent hydration so it, uh, it, it needs a long fermentation process uh the carbs is 50 percent less carbs 85 percent less fat so it's healthy. Now, that's just the crust. Now, whatever you put on it, it's a different story. Um, but it, it, it doesn't sit in your stomach. My wife says, I can eat this every night and I don't feel guilty. So I'm going to come to Antonio's, to your wonderful restaurant, and I'm going to specifically request it. Will that be possible? Yeah, absolutely. I, I will make you a pizza you won't believe. So oh my goodness. just let me know. And then we'll make a nice big one for the whole tables. Cause right now we're, we're, we're marketing them as appetizers. Um, you know, like 12 inch by seven inch ovals, if you will. And if you look up pizza, you'll see, you'll see that representation. Um, and I don't know exactly why it, it originally was shaped like that, but it is what it is. If you uh, see so the pictures and you Google Paul Cataldo um, on the pizza championship website, You'll see he's holding one of these pizzas. It's it's indeed it's huge, and the shape is like you mentioned. It's oval and wide, yeah. So it almost looks like it could be a a long paddle or something. Yeah. But so it's, it's something something new that we want to do, and we try. We always try to to try to incorporate something new in our restaurant because pizza is a it's a it's a mass pleaser. People, everyone loves pizza. Some people like pepperoni. Some people don't like pepperoni. You know, some people like thin. Some people like thick. We do a, a, a Chicago style as well. We do a pan pizza. We do some gourmet pizzas. We do a little bit of everything um, to try to satisfy the wants of different customers, and uh, try not to get stagnant all the time. And you know, always keeping it fresh. Uh, and I thought that the pizza was the direction to go this year. And that's what we're going to stick with. We'll we'll add a few different um, combinations, especially pinzas. Uh, we're not to the build your own pinza yet because people get crazy. <laughs> right? Why people put it. twelve items on a thin crust, extra sauce, extra cheese, and give it to me crispy? Yeah, right. Good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. But Paul, it sounds like your your family runs the restaurant, 
but your customers have become your family. I've watched people over the years. I actually had, before I moved back to the Midwest and I was still living in New York, I had my parents' 65th wedding anniversary at your place. And you couldn't have been more wonderful, accommodating. Everybody loved the party and the food was out of this world. But, you know, this is what it means to have a truly to have a family business. And still in this day and age, in, in in a world of chain stores, there are still the Cataldos of the world and the Antonio's uh, restaurants. And it really, it it's a, it's a warm feeling. It's a good thing. Um, and, and the fact that you're literally world-class, but here in Northern Indiana is right. just like, could we be any more fortunate? I, I honestly could tell you everybody that I've met here talks about you. You are friends to absolutely everybody. And I'm sure your parents, you they were Italian, you're you were born in Italy right. and yet you've come and made your home in the Midwest and and but you just truly people feel everybody that knows you feels like your family. So you obviously have the right ingredient when it comes to keeping a business going even throughout this pandemic, which was really scary for a lot of businesses, but you guys did it and thank thank the Lord because yes. you guys have really you've created a destination place for families and and business people alike. I, I, I went there recently and there was also who was sitting in the audience? It was somebody from Cheers. The the, the Oh you were TV that from Cheers. <laughs> Clint Clint the yeah, what it was, is it? Um, um Cliff. Cliff. Yeah, that Cliff. was it. Yeah. And he was so sweet. <laughs> and, he was taking pictures with everybody. Yeah, he was a character. We were, we were singing in the dining room uh, in Italian. Uh, and he said he spent 10 years in Italy. So you just uh-huh. never know who you're going to meet. And we had um, the Highlander. I don't know his name. Um, oh. and, the, and the guy that played um, uh, Flash Gordon, the most recent one, I Okay. You know, but they were so so nice. They were here. They were in town for Comic Con or something, and uh, someone brought them over. It was it was very very nice. Well, Antonio's is the place. Everybody, that's the place where when people come to Elkhart and they always talk. You know, they take the, everybody to to your place. So, Paul, I thank you so much. I feel very grateful that I picked the one spot on Earth that's. Uh, basically near the best pizza in the world. And um, thank you for coming on, on the show today. But um, And for all you do, just to keeping the spirit of good food, family, friends, and fun alive. And keep on, boy, keep making those awards. You're, you look... You look very young. I can't believe you've been doing this for 43 years. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been here a while. So this keeps me young. It's the olive oil, I guess. I don't know. It's but, the but thank olive you for oil. the compliments. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, it, as you know, it's hard work. And the big, one of the biggest compliments, uh, that you, you just already gave me and you probably didn't even know it is that you said, um, I haven't eaten food like this since I was in Italy. And that's what we strive to do. We strive to take people back. Um, there's so many first generation, second generation people that come over said, I haven't had this since my grandma was alive or my dad was alive or since I was, you know, visiting my grandma in Italy. And that's what we strive to do is take people back to a place, um, that they remember and food takes you there. It and sure does. Pizza's our vehicle right now. You have figured that recipe out yeah. for sure. Paul Cataldo. Thank you so much. Owner of, thank you, owner of a Ristorante here by the name of Antonio's. If you're ever in the Midwest or right outside of Chicago or we're about an hour and 45 minutes away, uh, forget Forget that. Forget the big city. Come come to Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart. You, you you're in town for another game. Come see us. That's right. <laughs> 
Notre Dame's here too. Thank you so much, Paul. Lots of love to you. And thank you. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, did you know that type 2 diabetes is more common than ever and can lead to really serious health complications? I'm sure you've heard that. But there's all sorts of different health complications that come up for a lot of people. It could be anything from weight gain to uh, menopause to all sorts of things, thyroid conditions. But not only are there medications that are available for things like that, but there are more natural options. This is something I have always been highly interested in. And I think the more people know about how just a change in lifestyle and food choices can really ultimately impact our health in such a great way. I'm very grateful to have Dr. Neil Barnard here. He is an adjunct professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine in Washington, D.C., and the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Doctor, thank you so much for being here today. I I can't wait to hear this common sense, wonderful, practical information that can make a big difference. Well, thank you for including me in the program today. Yes, thank you. So, well, let's start with type 2 diabetes because that's what I started with there. Um, and I know that a lot of people, especially in America, it seems like it's it's become more and more prevalent um, for people. But there are foods, apparently, and lifestyle choices that can affect that and maybe even eliminate it altogether. Is that true? Yeah, that's, that is today's headline, is that diabetes can go away. Diabetes can be improved. And this was a big shocker for people to find, but it turns out that we were thinking about the wrong thing. Diabetes means there's too much sugar in your blood, and, and it's true. Uh, uh, as as the, the diabetes gets worse and worse, the blood sugars get higher. But that mi- mistakenly caused us to think that uh, sugar caused it. Sugar is a sign of it. Sugar isn't the cause. Normally, you, could be able to, you should be able to eat an apple or an orange, and, the, and natural sugars from these fruits should go into your body and go into, say, your muscles to power your movement or go to your brain. And the question is, well, why is the sugar building up in the blood? And we found it. With scanning technology, we found that the cells of the body are filled with microscopic fat particles. As these fat particles build up in the muscle cells, the sugar can't get into the muscle cells anymore. It builds up instead in the blood. So it was never eating the sugar that was the cause. The problem was, frankly, a bologna sandwich or something. So you're eating the bologna, which has got fat, along with the mayo or the, the butter or the cheese that's on it. All those fat particles got into our cells and crowded the sugar out. And so the buildup of so to speak, so the sugar that's built up in the blood that's just a sign of the problem. So oh. our research team brought in people and we said, okay, as an experiment, don't eat any animal products at all. That eliminates all the animal fat. And let's keep oils really low too. That keeps all the fat low. And you know what happens? Using magnetic resonance spectroscopy, you can look inside the cells. And? Come out of the cells and blood sugar starts to fall and it starts to fall. And everybody gets a different result, but we started to see something we had never seen before, and that's diabetes disappearing for all intents and purposes. I mean, normal blood sugar, no medications, patient feeling, losing weight in the process. So, quick caution, 
Don't cancel your doctor's appointment. Don't throw your medicines away. Everybody gets a different result. But instead of focusing on measuring carb grams or avoiding natural sugars and that kind of thing, avoid instead fatty foods that are driving the problem. Fatty foods that are driving the problem. And so you you, you mentioned meat and um, animal products. So I'm would that... Uh, be considered eggs as well? I thought eggs were very good for you. Um, meat, eggs, dairy products, anything from an animal has got animal fat in it, so we're going to throw them out. And the egg the egg has been uh, kind of bounced around be- because of commercial pressures, um, but eggs are loaded with cholesterol and are really part of the problem. They're not part of the Okay. And when you said oils, does that include the healthier oils? Say uh, sometimes there's avocado oil, there's... Um, Olive oil, just olive oil. The Mediterranean diet is supposed to be so good in helping helping to lower cholesterol. So are you talking about all oils? Um, Well, there are traces of oils in foods that your body actually needs. And so if you eat an olive, you're getting some olive oil. Or even if you eat a leaf of spinach or broccoli, you don't think about it, but there are natural oils in there. Your body needs them. Now, if I take 10,000 olives and I throw away the fiber and pulp, and I put just the, the extracted oil into a bottle, and I say it's extra virgin, which makes it sound really good, and I say <laughs> it's from Tuscany, and I charge you 85 bucks for it, and I tell you it's healthy. Well, it is healthier than chicken fat, but it's not as healthy as just having eaten the original olive, I have to tell you. Uh-huh. Isn't that something? You know, we get so, I hate to use this word, it sounds harsh, but brainwashed almost um, by reading all these things and and truly believing in them. And, and all, you know, there's all these different diets. I remember the, what was it, which one was it? It was the Atkins diet where everyone was eating only meat and nothing else and wondering why they were having, you know, heart issues. Um, so it, it is hard to stay on top of what is true and what isn't. Um, I like what you're saying, though. And so uh, I want to ask you also, what's the difference between type 2 diabetes and regular diabetes? Yeah, type, well, type 2 is the more common one, but it's just type 1 is the one that really starts in younger people, and that's where the body isn't making insulin anymore at all. And for that, you're not going to get off your insulin. You're going to continue to need it. But we still recommend this same kind of diet change, getting toward the vegan foods, getting away from animal products. For some people, helps them to need less insulin, and more importantly, to reduce the likelihood of complications of diabetes. Okay, very good. Now let's talk a little bit because um, here in your report, you you talk not just about um, diabetes too, but you talk about other things such as uh, cramps for women, menopause as well, hot flashes, and even uh, thyroid complications. Tell us um, about your diet and how it can affect these types of issues as well. Yeah, the big surprise here is that the foods we eat adjust our hormones. And whether it's the insulin hormone in diabetes or the estrogen hormone that affects menstrual cramps and endometriosis or even hot flashes, or the thyroid hormone that affects our energy, all of these are influenced by, based on what you have for breakfast. So let's say a young woman is listening to this program, and once a month she's got cramps that are like off the scale, I cannot go to work today kind of cramps. Don't, don't take this on faith. Just try this. For the next two months, no animal products at all. I'm going to make you a vegan. Keep oils really low. And when I say oils really low, I mean for the next eight weeks, you're not having guacamole. You're not going to have a lot of peanut butter. Keep it really low and just see what happens. For many women, 
it is the most astounding thing. Yes, they mm. lose weight. Yes, their cholesterol comes down. Yes, their digestion sorts out. Yes, they feel great. That time of the month comes, and you know what happens? Nothing. You feel fabulous. No pain. Uh, so give, don't take my word for it. Just give it a try. The magic is get away from the animal products. Keep the oils low. Um, there is one supplement everyone should take for complete nutrition. Vitamin B12. Go to the store. Make sure you're getting vitamin B12 just to make sure you got complete nutrition. But then live it up. When you go to an Italian restaurant, instead of the meat sauce all over your spaghetti, have the light tomato sauce. When you go to a, a, a taco place, have the bean burrito instead of that greasy mean taco and leave the cheese off. If you're going sushi, instead of the fish sushi, have the cucumber roll, the asparagus roll, the sweet potato roll. You'll notice these are all the plant-based options. They're delicious. They're great. Nobody's going to think you're on a funny diet. Um, but biochemically for your body, it is day and night. These are foods that are going to cure you. That's really something. Well, yeah, I have a, a product that sponsors my show, which is nothing but fruits and vegetables in capsules, a balance of nature. And I have seen a, a big difference in my overall health and my sense of energy and everything. Getting a concentration um, like that, I know, is is a big plus. And, and the variety is important as well. So we just have to start training our brains, I guess, to thinking that way. Um, you have a book, I believe, that kind of explains a lot of this. Uh, tell us about it. It's called Your Body in Balance. And Your Body in Balance is, is, is half science. It's how to do this. So let's say your thyroid is low or you've got cramps or you've got hot flashes that are driving you crazy. What can you do? You'll see the answer there. But the second half is recipes and food ideas. So if you're going mm -hmm. out to a restaurant, if you're going out to fast food, or you've got a family you want to feed, what are the answers there? Your body in balance has it. And you'll find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or, or in bookstores, anywhere. Your body in balance is there. And I hope people will not just try it, but share what they find with somebody else who's in trouble and I absolutely love your advice. Dr. Neil Barnard, adjunct professor of medicine at George Washington University, also the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and a real proponent of uh, very healthy eating to help all sorts of lifestyle diseases and uh, even some that we think are more chronic. Your Body in Balance is his book, Your Body in Balance. Thank you so much. Uh, give us a great website to go to. Sure, it's PCRM. Dot org. That stands for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org. pcrm.org. And you can also put slash your body and balance to go right to his book. Thank you so much, doctor, for being on the way home. Great talking to you today. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Once again, here's Laura. Well, I don't know if you know this, but April is Distracted Driver Awareness Month, and it is something that I... I know has come up before in terms of um, trying to bring awareness to this situation because of how many accidents involve being a distracted driver. And I have to say, I'm, I'm not sure of anyone, including myself, who can be exempt from that. We all need to uh, do better. Well, I'm very happy to have today uh, David Pessy. He is at the Agency Development Specialist at The General, which is a leading car insurance provider. He has so much information for us, but we're going to try to um, get it all extracted down into um, a few minutes here that could hopefully change your life and save a life as well. David, thank you for joining us today. Of course. 
course. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm sure that it's not a statistic that people want to be a part of, but so many people I, I claims that when they uh, do get in an accident or they're making a claim at their insurance, a lot of it includes being distracted. Is this what, what the statistics show? Yes, yes, 100%. So they, unfortunately, uh, the statistics that we started to pull um, in 2021, about 97% of people who put a claim in admitted to being distracted. So it's almost... Almost everybody. That is really something. And, you know, like I said, I... I know that as safe as I am as a driver, and I'm a slow driver, I'm conservative, I'm trying to always, you know, be judicious, it's very easy to get distracted, whether it be by someone calling in, even if you have hands-free texting and calling, it's easy to get distracted. So let's start with the top five distractions that you see um, that drivers face uh, while driving. Yeah, so... uh you hit on a, just a great point right there on one of them. Uh, these cell phones, I mean, these cell phones are a huge, huge uh, part of our lives nowadays. Uh, everybody's on them all the time. We have our social medias linked to them. We have our emails. Everything's on these phones. So there's a lot of people that are obviously, that's one of the top distractions that we have uh, nowadays. The other one that's actually pretty big and our data has uh, brought it to our attention is uh, about 62% of drivers who were in an accident of those 97, um, they they said that it was due to a cognitive distraction. So something as like uh, lost in thought or daydreaming or maybe they're stressed about work and thinking about work, um, those things are becoming a, 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 a quite a bit, a big percentage of, uh, of these accidents and these, and these distractions. Um, a few more of them that are big, uh, like rubbernecking as they call it, um, you're driving down the highway and you see a, a accident happen already on the side of the road, but everybody's slowing down to kind of see what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those those seconds you take and look over can can obviously cause an accident and keep you distracted. So, um, and then the other big one that that happens more often than not that I I believe a, a lot because it's happened to me is uh, kids kids pets people in the back seat. Uh, maybe the kids are fighting in the back seat so. You're trying to trying to control that situation, but trying to keep your eyes on the road at the same time. Um, all of these are some of the top distractions that drivers are facing today on the road. Absolutely, and it's so easy to be involved in any one of those things or all of them, even if you're a safe driver. So, um, I'm curious about the phone situation. I, I'm assuming that there are a lot of people that don't have a newer model car that has this Bluetooth option that's available so that they can at least be hands-free and keep their eyes on the road instead of picking up a phone to actually try to answer it while they're driving. Um, do you notice that the accidents occur more with people with, with older model cars and vehicles? Yeah, you, you'd be surprised though because uh, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them, when they're older cars, like you said, they can't answer the phone without actually actually grabbing the phone. But even in the newer cars, uh, you know, what we'll notice is that uh, sometimes it's not only just picking up the phone to talk, but it's a lot of the like texting or even more popular today is the uh, the GPSs are on the phones now, right? And uh, the music is on the phone, so they're picking up their phone to do more things than just text and and call. Um, so even with the newer cars, we're still unfortunately seeing uh, 
quite a bit of accidents due to uh, due to uh, being on the phone. Yes, absolutely. And then some tips that you can offer to us that maybe can help to mitigate some of these top things that people do. What what would be your suggestions, David? Well, yeah, so accidents happen so quickly, right? So as soon as we take our eyes off the road for a split second, anything can happen. So uh, some of the big tips that I would stay on is uh, obviously the phone, like we've been discussing. Um, try and try and just put it away. Don't don't look at it. Uh, wait till we're stopped. They got social media. We have the GPSs on there, the music. Uh, so many things that come from these phones that we're keeping our eyes on them. But um, and then aside from that is uh, try and not multitask, right? So the task at hand is driving. Let's focus on driving. Let's not uh, do our makeup in the car. Let's not uh, eat while we're in the car. Just multiple things that we're trying to do while we're driving. You know, we kind of don't think of driving as a task, but it's a, it's a very important task, you know, especially for when it comes to preventing accidents. Um, and then our, my last one is probably one of my favorites because actually it, it seems, I mean, it's happened to me before. Um, is uh, don't drive while you're drowsy, you know, while you're drowsy or while you're tired or sleepy um, because there's been plenty of times where, you know, where we're like, oh, it's only 30 minutes away, 30 minutes more, no big deal, I can make it, and you're driving and your eyes start to get heavy, you start to get sleepy, uh, your eyes close for five to ten seconds at a time, and anything can happen in those, you know, in those split seconds. So these are some of the top things I would say to prevent uh, so that we can prevent more accidents from happening out there. Absolutely. And it's probably good also not to have uh, your favorite little pet jumping all over you. I see people driving sometimes, and their dogs are, like, on their lap while they're driving. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. This is a, a little scary. So when people see other people driving distracted, like something like that, is that something that can be reported or or not so much? Yeah, so when you see other drivers that are distracted, uh, obviously immediately assume that they don't they don't see you and they're not focused on, on you. So what I would do is obviously protect yourself, protect your family, keep a safe distance from everybody. Um, that way, that way, if something were to happen, uh, you hopefully have enough time to react. Um, if you can pass them and get out of their way completely, that would be ideal. But if not, um, I would definitely keep a safe distance back. But yes, don't, don't, you know, don't become uh, the vigilante or a hero. Um, you can report it to the authorities. They are professionals in that field, so let them handle it. Don't try to take any of it into your your own hands. But just keep a safe distance. That's what I'd recommend. Absolutely. I remember getting a ticket one time when I was in New York because they saw me. My That was before I had hands-free driving with my car. And that was not cheap, let me tell you. It was it was like $250. Boy, did that stop me from using the phone in the car for a while. So, um, you know, there are, I think, uh, ways for people to kind of stay aware that none of this works. And, I, and I'm assuming if people's, uh, when their insurance, it mu- does it go up if there's distracted driving involved? Oh, yeah, of course. So, uh, uh a big portion of your insurance rate is based off your driving record, right? So if you have, if you like, you, like you just explained, if you get a ticket while you're in the car for texting, or you're on the phone, you're not allowed to be on the phone in your area, uh, and you get a ticket for that, or you uh, don't pay attention to any of the traffic stops, and you get a ticket for that. So 
tickets uh, on your driving record can make your rate go up, as well as if you have any accidents and you have claims with insurance companies. Um, when insurance companies pay out, usually they will in turn transfer these costs onto the company, I mean, onto the customer uh, with higher premiums. So when you go to renew your policy or you go to uh, look for a new policy, your premiums will be a little higher than the time, obviously, before your accidents and before your tickets. Um, but while, while on this topic, it's also important that we could be, we cannot be distracted drivers and somebody else can be distracted and crash into you. Um, so it's very important that you speak with your local general agent, talk to them, make sure you understand your policy, understand all the coverages you have. And if, uh, if there, cause there are things you can purchase on your policies that will cover it. The person who hits you has no insurance or inadequate insurance. Uh, there's also things you can put on your policy like uninsured motors or, or collision or com comprehensive coverages that will entail cover the gap that could have been, uh, possible with somebody with inadequate insurance, you know. Um, you know, insurance is always just in case. It's, it's for a rainy day. We know there's days that's going to rain. We just don't know when they're going to happen. Right. Well, it's it's just all, there's a million reasons why not to be distracted while driving. Absolutely too many to count and um, so bringing awareness to it and talking about it especially with our young drivers people that are just getting their licenses it's really important to teach good habits um, from the get-go David Pessy agency development specialist at the general a leading car insurance provider uh, helping us today become more aware about distracted driving and how to uh, definitely not uh, get involved, you know, really stay free and clear of, of making mistakes that uh, later you'll regret. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Way Home. Of course. Thank you for having me. And this is The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm so hungry for one of Paul's pizzas right now. I cannot wait to go and try that this week. But uh, on that high note of uh, things that make us happy, we go to Jim Cleefill. He is our guru of good news here on the program. Every week, he goes out into the interweb of life and finds really nice stories uh, that uplift and make you feel good. So, Jim, what do you have this week? Thank you, Laura. Well, I'm going to start off in Texas uh, with a wonderful story about a teen who was not only lucky to be alive, but his truck, which was flipped over by a tornado recently, has since been replaced. It's just a beautiful story. His name is Leon Riley. He's 16 years old, and he was driving his truck one day when a horrible tornado hit, and uh, it was really devastating. He had severe injuries to his back, uh, all over his body, so many aches, and his truck was completely flipped over. It was completely totaled. And uh, it's just really a tough situation for him. He ended up in the hospital. Well, the good news is that he has gotten a brand new truck thanks to the generosity of a local Chevrolet dealership in Fort Worth. And meantime, to help repair uh, his body and get his, uh, help him with his injuries, uh, there's been a GoFundMe page set up for Riley. And so far, it's raised about $39,000. And uh, one of his... Uh, teachers who works in the same school district he said you know it was it was very devastating for him he was injured but the good news is you know he's doing okay he's in really good spirits he's going to recover but more importantly he's going to have this brand new Chevy truck that replaced the old one that was flipped over in the tornado and I remember if I can go back to my college days about 35 years ago the only time I ever lived through a tornado and I survived that 
was a that small college in Ohio, Muskingum University, as it's called. It was about the spring of 86. And I can remember I was working at the local radio station that night, and that's when the word that the tornado was going to hit. We couldn't see what happened. And I was lucky to be alive. A lot of my classmates were, but there was a lot of destruction. And someone told me, by the way, and this is interesting, that we got on Paul Harvey's commentary. The great commentator was on ABC News for many years. Someone told me he mentioned, quote, the small college of Muskingum in his essay. Because apparently everybody had heard about this tornado. But, yeah, I just think about that story, you know, how I survived. But for this kid, it's just so wonderful that somebody gave him that wonderful gift and pay for his medical care at the same time. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. And that's, yeah, how about that in terms of the generosity of of regular folk? And, yeah, this is tornado country where I am here. And it's it's something you have to think about. You can never get blasé um, when you hear those tornado sirens or watches or warnings, because there's a difference between a watch and a warning here. But um, Midwesterners are well versed when it comes to tornadoes and we take them very seriously. So but this gentleman, young gentleman, 16 years old with a brand new truck, he must feel so a blessed. He survived. Thank goodness. And then also on top of it to just see the, the love and the generosity of others. Good for him. Person thank you so boy, much. Right? Thank you. Yes, exactly. And Bob's Mall, thank you so much. Our wonderful engineer has been dealing with all sorts of technical glitches, and uh, our trusty uh, engineer came through and saved the day, Clark Burgard, um, someone who's been in the business for, wow, a long time, since I've been in at least 25 years, and I think more than that. And we have right? the same birthday, too. You and Clark do? Yeah, yeah, we do. I don't know how that well, happened. I'll tell you Wait. what. But so between the three of us, we were about 180 years old with the, <laughs> with the radio station, I think. Yeah. You too, Jim. But uh, all right. Thank you both. And um, to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed today's program. Go, go have a wonderful slice of Paul's world-famous pizza at Antonio's this week. And don't forget to stay focused on the road. No distractions. Um, It's really important. You're listening to The Way Home. I'm Laura Smith. Have a wonderful week.